Expresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Expresso Crime. Today's Sunday Scaries feature 13 of the 10 most wanted fugitives over the years. This episode is filled with prison escapes, burying a person alive, using more than 3,000 pounds of dynamite, and so much more. First on the list and the first fugitive to be put on the list is Thomas James Holden. He was put on the list March 14, 1950 and was arrested June 23, 1961 following a tip to the FBI. Why was he added to the list to start with even? So glad you asked. He led the Holden Keaton gang of bank robbers from 1926 to 1932. Second on this list and second on the 10 most wanted list was Morley Vernon King. He was added to the list following the murder of his wife. He was arrested on Halloween in 1951 whilst working in the kitchen of a seafood restaurant. Of course, that was under a different name. He died in San Quentin Prison, which was the prison mentioned in episode 114, which I feel like I said then. It seems like this one is always mentioned. Here it is. The third person to be added to the 10 most wanted list was William Raymond Nesbitt. In September 1936, he and a few others robbed a jewelry store in Iowa. They got away with $37,000 worth of jewels. The group and a girlfriend fled to South Dakota. There, a fight broke out, and William Nisbet hit the girlfriend multiple times in the head with a hammer. Another man shot her. They dragged her and her boyfriend into an abandoned building. From there, Nisbet used 3,500 pounds of dynamite and another 7,000 pounds of black powder to explode the building. This killed the boyfriend. Somehow, the girlfriend survived the attack with the hammer and the shooting and managed to crawl away to safety before the explosion, which was so big that it blew out windows in the surrounding community five miles away. And to reference another episode here of the man that wouldn't die on the crazy crimes, Michael Malloy, like this woman is giving, giving me those vibes. First, she s- survives multiple hammer attacks being shot and then explosives like oh my goodness anyways Nesbitt was apprehended in February 1937 and sentenced to life in prison he was booked into the South Dakota state pen and on September 4th 1946 he escaped entered the FBI getting involved in the case and listing him on March 15th 1950 three days later he was caught hiding in a cave he had befriended some local boys who saw his FBI photo in the newspaper and contacted police. That is a lot. Fourth on both this list and the 10 most wanted list is Henry Mitchell. He is one of the only original members of the list still at large. He was wanted in connection to a Florida bank robbery. While he was never caught, he was removed from the list due to the combination of how long it had been plus his age. Five on the list is Omar Pinson. So he was arrested on August 28, 1950 while applying for a driver's license. He was on the list for robbery and murder. He also had three or four different names that he used. Probably not the wisest to apply for a driver's license as a fugitive though. Just, you know, I know hindsight's 2020, but if I was to go out on a limb there. Six on the list is Ernest Tate. He was actually on the wanted list twice as numbers 23 and 133. The first time he was wanted for the April 1st, 1951 safe cracking robbery turned police shootout, which he was arrested while eating fried chicken in Miami three months later. The second time he was wanted for robbing a Coca-Cola plant. And that time he was arrested September 10th, 1960 in Denver. So definitely like 
was multiple states there as far as being bad. Seventh on the list, Kenneth Lee Mara. He was the 32nd person added to the list and was on the list for 11 months. He was arrested January 1952 while working in a shop. Customers had contacted the FBI after seeing his wanted photo. Following the arrest due to his fear of flying, he was allowed to return to Detroit by train to face murder charges. This is not who you want checking out your items. Eighth on the list is James Eddie Diggs, who was the 36th person added to the list. At first, he seems like just a regular, everyday person working as a mechanic at a Navy base in Virginia. That is until May 26, 1949, when he killed his wife and two children. He disappeared for a week. He was then pulled over, where he then shot the officer in the face. That was the last time he was seen. In 1961, he was removed from the list. Ninth on the list is Nick George Montos, who was another one that was on the list twice at both number 37 and 94. The first time he was added in September 1952 and arrested in August 1954. The second time he was added on March 2nd, 1956 and caught 26 days later. He first became involved in crime at the age of 14. A few years later, at the age of 18, in August, he was arrested for breaking and entering but he was released that was in florida three months later in north carolina he was arrested for uh automobile theft and that's where he served 18 months he was arrested in 1938 for burglaries in alabama and georgia and escaped twice in 1942 and 1944 the escapes don't stop there, though. When he was placed on the fugitives list, that was due to escaping from prison using a hacksaw. As mentioned, he was caught 26 days later. From 1957 to 1962, he was in prison at Alcatraz. He was released, but only briefly as he was then, you can probably guess it, arrested for armed robbery. He was released from prison in May 1973 and started working for a Chicago outfit members. He continued robberies and was a prime suspect in the attempted murder of a Milwaukee Mafia member in 1977. In 1995, he attempted to rob an antique store. He tied up the owner, a 73-year-old woman. She managed to escape, attacking him with a baseball bat. At the time, he had been a fugitive, again, for nine years. He was sentenced to serving 33 to 40 years for this robbery. At his death in 2008, at the age of 92, he was the oldest inmate in the state of Massachusetts. Whoa, that's just a lot. Like, I have to take a breather after that whole thing. Wow, he was, like, definitely a career criminal there on the list number 10 it's another one that's a little bit longer but it is just a wild wild case so frank lawrence friends was the 109th person to be added to the most wanted list in april 1958 he was in federal prison in ohio there he made a key out of a piece of metal from his bed which he used to unlock the door of his cell four other inmates along with him were able to overpower the guards and flee it's just going to be bad news from here isn't it the other four inmates were either caught or killed, and Sprenz was on the run. He crossed state lines, and with that, the FBI got involved. During this time, he used multiple names and sold more than two dozen cars. On September 10, 1958, 
the hunt for him just was increasing and he was then added to the 10 most wanted list. While the FBI and local police were trying to find him, Sprens continued his bank robbery spree. At one point, he used some of the stolen money to take flying lessons. It was at this point that he thought up a new plan to stay ahead of the authorities. Steal a car, rob a bank, drive to the airport, get a plane, fly to a distant city, and repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat if you will, but with robbery and planes, oh my. In February 1959, he stole a plane in Scranton, Pennsylvania and flew it to Vermont. A month after this, he robbed a bank in Ohio for another 25000 Around this time, the FBI and police were almost on, like, about to catch him and started to work with international agencies, including Canada, where it was reported he had stolen a plane. Sprens decided to leave the U.S. and using a plane he had bought with stolen money flying to Texas and then onwards to Mexico. From there, he was on high alert. He refueled and he was about to take off for Cuba. Literally, when a cow suddenly stepped in front of his plane, causing him to swerve and hit a tree, the plane was damaged beyond repair. He was then arrested and sent back to the U.S. He was then found guilty of various crimes, sentenced to 25 years behind bars. He was paroled in 1970. He returned to his life of crime and ended up dying in prison. I just cannot believe, like, the flying planes to just stay ahead and then the fact that a cow literally just was like oh you're not going to Cuba number 11 on the list Kenneth Ray Lawson was the 124th person to be added he spent half of his life either on the run or in jail one particular time though while a previous sentence for heist was under appeal he held up a grocery store in Tennessee to escape the police he hurled hams at them once more in case you didn't hear that he hurled hams at police in attempt to escape That particular attempt landed him in jail with an assault charge in addition to robbery. While in prison, he attempted to escape, and when that didn't work, he started a riot to use as a decoy to be able to escape. From there, he was on the run and was added to the list in January 1960. The FBI arrested him in Mexico City. He began a second criminal spree as a safecracker in the mid-1960s, avoiding being recognized due to tattoo removal and a new hair color. He was eventually arrested for good. 12th on the list, George Benjamin Williams was the 270th person added to the list in March 1968. Two months later, he was found in Nevada. He was found with three bullet holes in his head and he had been dead for six months. Just kind of a a wild one there that he was found dead. 13th and last on the list is Ruth Eisman Shire. So she was the first woman to be added to the FBI's most wanted fugitive list at number 293. She was added due to her and her then boyfriend kidnapping the daughter of a millionaire and demanding a $500,000 ransom. The then 26-year-old and her boyfriend buried the daughter who's named Barbara, outside of Atlanta in a coffin with ventilation tubes and very little food. Barbara was found buried in the shallow grave 80 hours later. She was relatively unharmed. The boyfriend was arrested on December 20th, 1968 for the kidnapping while Ruth Shire was on the run. She was later apprehended in Oklahoma 79 days later, where she was pretending to be a 19-year-old college student. She pleaded guilty and was sentenced to seven years in prison. She served 
four years and was paroled on the condition of her being deported to her home country of Honduras. This one is so, so, so crazy. And the fact that they buried someone alive, yes, ventilation tubes and very little food, but 80 hours, I honestly could not even imagine. But that wraps up today's episode. Next week, we are doing 13 cases that are solved after 20 years. That is going to be a really good one. It's got like deathbed confessions, exhuming bodies, lots of DNA and stuff, but from like really random things that you might not expect. So it's just a really good one. Really looking forward to that. As always, thank you for listening and I will see you next Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Expressive Crime. Bye for now.